0: Hi friends, June is Pride Month and I hope y'all are getting out and celebrating it to the fullest. If you do go out to Pride events though, please stay alert and stay safe. Anti-LGBT groups have promised to be very active again this year. At the same time, we've seen a rise in online attacks like doxing and swatting. I know there's a ton of my personal data out there and I'm constantly worried about someone tracking me down. That's why I'm so glad to be working with Delete Me. They monitor the web for your information and do all the legwork to get it removed. Websites and information brokers are always gathering, buying, and selling your information, making it a problem you have to work on constantly. To actually get your data removed, you have to contact these sites individually. It takes a ton of time and effort, that's why the service from Delete.me is so valuable. They monitor the web for your info, directly contact the sites to get your data removed, then provide a record to you each month in a snazzy dashboard. Members of the Transverse family get a 20% discount by going to joindelete.me.com/theTransverse the transverse and entering the code transverse at checkout. Stay safe out there this month and rest assured knowing Delete Me is keeping you safer online. From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is transgender community advocate, friend, and all-around badass, Katie. I am very, very excited. When I started the show, I had a small group of people that I wanted to have on the show and Katie May was one of the first people I asked to be on the show, and she said absolutely hell no. She was terrified of being in front of the camera. And somehow, I don't know, getting to a, to a point where she can finally trust me, she's seen a lot of people that have made it through here and survived, she's agreed to come on the show tonight. Katie is still huge in the community. She is a mod for several Discords and Twitch users and just generally does a lot of great stuff for the community. Everybody, welcome to the show, Katie. Hi, hon, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having
1: me. How you been? Um?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to have you here, like I said. Thank you so much for, for coming on. It's It's been really important for me to have you on from the start, to have someone that's, that's a really good friend. And I, I love that I finally got you here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember you asking me, and I was like, no, just not happening. Yep. And the biggest part of my issue is my voice, obviously. But, I mean, I had to cave.
0: First off for everybody, how do you identify, Katie?
1: Well, I I identify as a transgender woman, obviously. I mean, I go by she, her pronouns. And, I mean, I just live my womanly life.
0: So now, jumping into your story... With a fun question, how did you choose your name?
1: Well, it's kind of funny. Katie was a name that I was always just, like, pulled to, you know. And then in my early teens or so, my stepsisters at the time also had a friend named Katie. So it was kind of just like, that's supposed to be my name. Hmm. Like, I just knew this was supposed to be my name. And uh, my middle name, May, is actually my birth month. And it just hit me. I was like, you know, the perfect middle name is right in front of me. I mean, I'm not no Southern Belle, but it, it has a nice, like, Southern feel to it, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. It just goes so well together. Katie May. I mean, so it's nice when I'm called Katie or Katie May. Mm-hmm. And then it also rhymed with my dead name. It, it also is good for helping others get the switch. I mean, there's really no excuse for it. It rhymes. Come on.
0: (laughs) So when did you first realize you were trans? What were some of the early clues for you?
1: Well, I always knew. I mean, I can remember being back as far as like three, four years old. It was about the time my little brother was born. And I was just like, you know, watching my mom breastfeed the baby, like I wanted a baby. I wanted to be my mom. You know, she also got me into cooking and everything else at a really young age. So it's like I was kind of raised in, like, the housewife role and, like, being around it. And I was hmm. just like, you know, I'm supposed to be that. That's me. This is what I feel. My mom recognized it, but she didn't know anything about trans at the time. This was 1983, 84. Mm-hmm. So, like, she didn't have a clue. But um, she ended up buying me a baby doll so I could nurse it myself. You know, because I couldn't nurse my brother. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was just something in me that I always knew was in there, but I never knew how to identify it. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was there.
0: Once you realized that you were trans, how did you come to grips with that? What were some of the things that that you struggled with at that point?
1: Well, by my mid-20s, it was around 27, 28 uh i had talked to my wife about it and she this was right before we got married and she didn't even bat an eye at it she's like it's whatever you know i still love you it's cool uh i didn't really come to grips with it at the time though because i mean i had always kind of intermingled like women's clothes into my attire because i mean i was like the punk rock metal head gutter punk
0: oh cool. so
1: at that point you could get away with like eyeliner nail polish fishnets funny striped stockings with the combat boots. I thought it was more along the lines of like Mm cross-dressing and like I said, it wasn't until my mid twenties that I started piecing it together. But once I did, by the time I was 38, the gloves were off.
0: At that point, did you have a particular role model that you were looking to or someone that was even close to you that you could talk to about what you're going through, what you're feeling?
1: Not really. I mean, it was New Year's Eve of, what, 2018 going into 2019. And, you know, I had people over and my sisters were both there. And I'm looking at everybody all dressed up and everything. And I just, like, made a mental decision at that point. I was like, tomorrow I'm waking up as Katie. And, I mean, that's just kind of how I, like, dove into it. I mean, there was New Year's Eve. I was JT, and then January 1st, I was KV. I didn't really talk to nobody about it beforehand. And like I said, most people just thought I had like a weird, weird cross-dressing fetish or something. Because uh-huh. I mean, I, I was stockpiling clothes. I was stockpiling makeup. Like I was building everything up. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of hit them with it. So I didn't really have anyone to look up to or anything like that. I mean, I didn't know anybody online or really anything about it. It was kind of just blind guesswork on my own part. Mm
0: -hmm. So then uh, moving on to coming out, you said you just kind of like basically here it is on everybody, just new year, new me. Um, Was that kind of how you had the conversations with people as, as you just showed up as, as Katie?
1: There was a couple of people I talked to like over the phone and the vast majority of people, it was just kind of like a, Fuck you if you don't like it, because, I mean, here in upstate New York, we got a lot of Trumpers and shit, so, I mean, you don't know how people are going to react. I mean, I've gotten a lot of good, supportive people, Mm -hmm. and surprisingly Mm -hmm. enough, I didn't really have to give the ax to too many, but it was coming out differently for a lot of people and it was really just more of a fuck you at that point like because i knew that some people were gonna give me shit yeah but i don't know i just finally got fed up i mean it was getting to the point in my head where it was start this or kill myself
0: yeah yeah it's terrible how many of us get to that point basically we try and fight it I guess it, it makes a fair bit of sense, but we try and fight it for so long that it, it just gets to that terrible point.
1: That circumstance, oh. let me elaborate on that a little bit, mm-hmm. though. It was like, yes, I was living with my sister and her boyfriend and taking care of my niece and nephew, but I was living in their basement. So, I mean, when you're living in a basement, and not a furnished one by any means, I mean, there's a furnace, there's pipes, there's wires, there's spider webs, and, like, I've got pictures of it. Someday I might show them. But, I mean, it was ghetto as hell, but it was a roof over my head. But, like, down there at night, once the kids are in bed and everything, like, you get in your head. And, like, it just got to the point, it's like, I'm living in my sister's basement, helping raise her children. And I'm not doing what I want, what I need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just, when I about snapped in, I was like, I need to do this.
0: And then, who was the hardest person to have a conversation with about it?
1: Uh, my best friend of 25 plus years. You know, I tried telling him about it, and he's one of the people that I'm no longer friends with. No. Oh. But uh, ironically enough, I mean, I'm not going to throw no names out there or anything. But, like, they're LGBT, they're bi, they're swingers. they do their own thing and they had no problem with me being at the house. But as soon as I told them I was trans, there was something wrong with me. I wasn't allowed around the kids. They weren't trying to explain that shit. Like, it was just really fucking nasty conversation. And I'm just like, you're throwing away 25 years over something that has no effect on you.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I've had very similar experiences with, with close family, even.
1: My dad, I wrote off, but he was already on the shit list anyways, so.
0: So he was an easy one to drop off, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew he wasn't going to accept it. He's... There's a lot of history between the two of us, and I am far from the person he raised. If you could even give him credit for raising me, I mean, he stuck me in homes and shit for over five years. So you really didn't raise nothing.
0: Did you have anybody uh, in your circle or, or you know the greater circle that supported you, that surprised you, that you weren't expecting to have your back?
1: Yeah, there was one friend. There's this gnarly biker dude, like angry at the world, and <laughs> metalhead, and the first one you would think that would just be like, Get away from me. I, no, I'm going to pummel you type of attitude. And he actually, he's like, I don't give a shit. You're still the same person. Come over and have a beer. Like, <laughs> it, it was nice. And he's, like I said, one of the people that I really expected to just be like, no, you're mm-hmm. done.
0: Yeah, people that, that you, you think can't handle it and they totally surprise you. I love those. So what was your first experience trying to find community?
1: Ironically, the situation that put me in contact with you and Maddie and Megan and everybody else. You know, there was a night that I was going through severe depression and loneliness. You know, like I said, I was doing my experience solo and I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I've been around women my whole life. So, like, I know simple shit like makeup, clothes, like, the basics. But, like, when it comes to community and, you know, being trans, it's not like you just have a normal group of friends. I mean, we're a marginalized community that's always on the shit under the stick. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't know anybody trans around here so I was looking for discord servers and, uh, I had finally given up and I had posted something on Instagram and, uh, Mary ended up liking my post and then following me. So naturally I check out who's following me and look at their profile Mm -hmm. and see if I'm going to follow back. And I saw the Transvengers discord link on her server or on her Instagram. And, uh, went over there and it was boom it was what I was looking for because like all the other discord servers I found were just like a bunch of smut and it's not what I was looking for and then yeah that's I think that was the night that the transvengers were on their second show and I happened to pop into that stream I think I'd met you Madison, Peachroof uh Bumble Brianna, a handful of y'all that night. And I just, I, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. These are my people. I, I found my friends. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. I feel the same way about that group. Like I said, that's why it was so important for me to get them and you on on the show because yeah, it quickly became like our whole world all of a sudden. It's just like yeah, when, once you find it, you're like yes, this is where I'm supposed to be, and it just sort of a, it was just such a wonderful thing.
1: So how is what so it? What's so crazy about it is because it was also in the beginning of the the quarantine, mm-hmm. so like we're all trapped home, and like so we're all spending day after day after day together. And mm-hmm. like, while well, quarantine's going on, pissing off the world, we're all having a great old time on Twitch. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, I never would have expected to have found a group um, so quickly and so easily, and then just jump into spending twelve-hour days with them, you know, in sure. in chat for for Megan's stream and and yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, how has um, being part of the community helped you in your transition and helped you kind of? find that peace and confidence in yourself
1: it's knowing that i'm not alone and watching my friends go through a lot of the same things that i go through it's like i said when i was doing my transition solo in the beginning i'm like what's wrong with me i don't know what i'm doing and like seeing my other friends that are going through the same problem talking to me about it as well or i'm able to talk to somebody when i need information or help or just a shoulder Mm -hmm. you know like lady drea in chat right now you know she's become one of my best friends in discord and uh you know like knowing that i have a sense of community a family people that can help me emotionally mentally spiritually like through transition just i've been able to ground myself.
0: Has therapy been part of your transition? Or have you been seeing somebody? And, and if so, how has that helped?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I've been in therapy since uh, October of 2019. Okay. And I have a wonderful therapist. Uh, I love her to pieces. Uh, I can get a hold of her anytime I need to which I have taken advantage of a few times when I really needed to. <laughs> but she's helped me understand things. And, you know, ironically enough, you know, she works with transgender individuals. Because of my activity in the community, I've been able to help her with resources and stuff to help her clients. So, like, we've had a nice give-and-take working relationship as my therapist. And she's been absolutely wonderful. I really lucked out when I got her.
0: Yeah, the right therapist can have a huge impact. can make all the difference. That's so wonderful. So a more ethereal question. What does transition look like to you? What does it mean for you?
1: Transition for me is literally like the meme of the woman shedding the man suit. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's finally living authentically. I mean, 38 years of my life was lived to everybody else's expectations. Mm-hmm. And them expectations weren't good. I mean, I've been through the ringer with growing up in the system, jail, foster homes, prison. And I've thrown myself to the wolves in bad crowds. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's finally living happily. You know, like I take care of... Like anywhere from five to 10 kids a week, you know, being a nanny and a babysitter. And I absolutely love that. I'm doing stuff with myself now that I truly actually enjoy.
0: Hmm. Just a quick note Amelia has popped in from the transition server.
1: I wanted to say hi. Hi, Amelia. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess transition for me is just finally. Letting the world see me, what's going on in my head, mm-hmm. and putting it on the outside. So, how far
0: along do you think you're in your uh, in your transition, in the process of it? How far um, along are you?
1: Two and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really no how far are you. I mean, it, it's a lifetime commitment and change i mean you're really in my opinion getting rid of everything that wasn't you you're learning to be authentically new so i mean you asking for like details of what i've done in transition or is that another question
0: no not at all i was just you know just in in your ballpark, in, in feeling where you are at right now in your transition, how far are you? Are you just getting started? Are you kind of halfway? Are you over some of the biggest hurdles and just looking forward to some things now?
1: Uh, it's kind of a loaded question.
0: Um, <laughs> it kind of is. I I'm to get some deep stuff. I don't
1: really have an answer for that. I mean, I'm two and a half years full time living authentically. Mm-hmm. I've been on HRT for almost two years now. Uh, back in December, I got my bilateral orchiectomy, so no more testosterone. Fucking, um I'm just living. I mean, it's going to be another year and a half, two years. Uh, I'll see where my breast development is at that time. And if I'm not happy with it and I can get it approved, then I'll see about, you know, augmentation. Okay. Um, like I said, I've already got the orchiectomy, so the little testosterone factories are gone. I'm still about 50 50 and I'm going for full bottom surgery. Okay. I mean, come on. Being able to go to the bathroom wherever you want is convenient. I don't care what anybody says and they can shame me for it. But no shame here. I, I do want it, but I don't. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big, big surgery. I've seen so many girls talk about how many revisions they've had to go in for. I mean, it's a little terrifying. I mean, honestly, I was scared when I went for my orchiectomy, you know, the idea of being put under Mm -hmm. and the possibility of not waking up. I mean, as much as I moan about my life at times, it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's scary. It's a really big thing to think about. I'm sure for some that have Truly horrific dysphoria. It's a no brainer for them, Mm -hmm. and my heart goes out to them, and I hope nothing but the best for them. But for me, I'm still sitting on the fence with this one. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you feel that your goals have shifted through your transition as you've kind of moved along? Um, Were were things that were once important to you less important now, or things that weren't that you didn't see in your future are now on the table?
1: Yeah in a few different aspects like for one I used to be a tv and I mean for like the last year and a half I spend all my time online now whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Discord, whatever, Twitch you know like I immerse myself constantly with my friends in the trans community. I would much rather have my time with them or help a friend if needed than sitting there wasting my time watching a movie or a TV show. I mean, I still do now and again, Mm -hmm. but nothing like I did a few years ago. And, like, I never thought that I'd actually even consider bottom surgery. And like I said, I'm already at 50-50 on that. Yeah. So, probably a little heavier on getting the surgery, but I'm still going to go at 50-50. And I got a great surgeon that did my orchiectomy that also does bottom surgery that says he would be happy to have me back in as a client again. Hmm. So that in the consideration as well. Um, Like I said, now I'm working with kids all the time, you know, five, six, seven days a week sometimes. And that's just rewarding in itself. I love working with the kiddos. And I don't know. I, I just don't have the bullshit, drunk, trouble-causing, maniacal life I had. Like, I'm actually chill and happy. And, like, I would rather stay home and babysit than go out and party. So, I I don't know. I, I think I've just simmered down. I'm happier. And, yeah, it's just that. Housewifey instinct that's stuck in me now.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny how once you find yourself, your true self, uh, everything gets kind of easier and calms down, and you you're not uh, needing to go out and do those those crazier things, right?
1: Yeah, I'm a boring old woman now. Just turned forty-one.
0: Well, congrats on that. You're still still young in my book. So, what were some of the key fears that you've had along your transition, you know, from the start, and how did you overcome those?
1: I mean, the biggest fear that all of us face is the fear of being clocked and what could possibly happen to us. I mean, at any given time, we could be walking down the street and we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that in itself, and it doesn't matter how much you pass or what your voice sounds like, all it takes is one lunatic. And, I mean, still, it scares me. If I'm out in public, I mean, I look over my back a lot. I see who's staring, Mm -hmm. who's snickering, you know. You learn to pay attention to your surroundings really quickly. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten lucky that I haven't faced anything yet. And I'm going to say yet, because you don't know. You know, it's... It'd be nice if the world was different, but it's just not right now.
0: Yeah. No, I I just heard a report. Um, Jeannie told me of a, a story about someone who was beaten severely um, because someone thought she was trans. It's just
1: it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So, what do you do these days to get um, to get that that euphoria? What do you do to find your validation in your identity?
1: Well, like I said, you know, knowing that I have children that just love the hell out of me and, you know, being able to, you know, help raise other people's kids and the fact that, you know, the kids love me, the parents trust me and like, they just treat me like an aunt and my actual nephews and nieces, they just adore me. So, I mean, it's, it's great. And, uh. I don't know, like this past weekend, you know, I just, I like to do what I call pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like this past weekend, going out in bikinis and stuff and just dressing up, feeling nice and just out and about, you know, finally that we can go out and do things. And like, if you saw my Instagram or Facebook this week, I'm like, I was just nonstop posting up. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just, shining this weekend, vibing loving it and everything just felt good
0: oh that's so wonderful what have been some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome in in your transition in learning to be Katie
1: you want to elaborate a little bit do you mean sure.
0: You know what are what are some of your um, your big learning curves? What were the things that you, that took you a while to learn, or you were kind of surprised that you needed to learn? Didn't did makeup come easy for you? Were there um, any other things about um, being a woman that caught you by surprise?
1: Yeah, that it shouldn't take like three hours to pick out an outfit. <laughs> Like I will never give another like woman shit about that because I can't tell you how many times I've had like nervous breakdowns trying to pick out something to wear for the day, <laughs> like going out to do something nice, and the next thing you know, there's a pile of clothes everywhere because you've tried everything on twice. And like, yeah, but makeup did come pretty easy to me. Okay, I grew up around lots of women basically so like watching them do it and uh, just kind of soak some of it in like a makeup sponge Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) it kind of just stuck with me I mean my hair is my problem that's still something I haven't really tackled but I got girlfriends that help me with that so eventually I will have to learn to do my own hair
0: We're in the same boat. That's one that I kind of uh, putting off as as something that I focus on. I've got my makeup down, but but the... um... The uh, hair is, is something that I, I just, yeah, just kind of keep pushing that back. I love what you said about the about going through the closet when you were, were trying to put together an outfit. It's so funny. I mean, I was telling a friend today that I have, I'm such a shopper, so I have plenty of stuff. I was telling them that I have at least five pairs of stilettos. This is how much, you know, I have. And, yeah, still going through the closet, there are those times where it's like, I have nothing to wear. I'm looking at... at, at you know, forty different potential outfits, and I, I can't see anything in there to wear. It's it's the craziest thing to experience for the first time.
1: Okay, you want to talk about a learning curve or a roadblock? Goddamn shoes! <laughs> like they need to make them all fucking bigger. Yeah, that's been my biggest hurdle: is trying to find stuff for my feet that fit. Mm-hmm. And they're not even huge. They're 12s. I mean, that's not huge, but it should be so much easier.
0: Stuff that, that fits in and doesn't hurt, for God's sake.
1: That's yeah, been the and one. doesn't cost $300. Yeah. So
0: what do you feel has been your—what the what have you been able to accomplish because of your
1: transition? Um... I don't know, because a lot of this has taken place during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that really has limited a lot. I mean, it's been good for me, personally, to take the time to work on myself and not stress about everything else. So, I mean, there's that. But, I don't know. I mean, I really just haven't changed a whole hell of a lot. I just do day by day hmm
0: yeah i just love that you've been able to find such a wonderful community of friends and and just kind of surround yourself with with like-minded people people that you now all of a sudden spend all of your time with and you've you know a shoe watching tv because you've got this great support group and all of these friends that's just wonderful Um I love my So what do you feel is your favorite thing that you've learned through your journey?
1: Well, makeup is fun when I have the ambition to do it. (laughs) Getting dressed up and just your makeup done, your hair looks nice, your clothes are nice. Just being able to look and feel nice is probably like one of my favorite things. And, like, I'll femme right the hell out. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I'm being lazy, and everybody sees my pictures. I'm mostly in tank tops, but I don't know, My life is really boring. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm online most of the time, or I'm babysitting. Mm-hmm
0: you're interacting with people and with kids that that's never something to consider boring. That's just, that's what it is that you do.
1: I I, I don't go out to like theme parks. I mean, I'm hoping to go camping this summer if we can make the time, you know, but like, I'm really a homebody.
0: So the big question as we wrap up this section. What advice do you have to pass on to young or closeted trans people out there?
1: Uh, that's a toughie. I gave it some thought last night and it's really hard because I mean, it took me 38 years to finally find the confidence and there wasn't even confidence in the beginning. It was more of desperation. Mm-mm. You know, it was like a last ditch. I need to do this. You know, I need to get my mind right. I guess the best advice I could give is if you got a close friend, someone that you know that you could talk to, talk to your friend. I mean, it's always good to start with getting somebody in your corner. I made the mistake of trying to start alone, and it was not good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody that'll listen. There's so many great Discord servers alone you could hop into, talk with strangers. You know, start working on information and confidence. Crack your egg when you're ready. You know, don't let anybody pressure you. You know when you're ready.
0: Katie, thank you so much for agreeing to come on finally to share your story and just come and have fun with us.
1: Thanks for having me. I felt like I was in a better place to come on and I'm glad I did now.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from The Transverse Network. Watch this show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv thetransverse the transverse. You can also find it and our other great shows at youtube.com thetransverse the transverse. Be sure to follow our guest Katie on Instagram at katie underscore may underscore k-a-t-g-u-r-l. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com thetransverse the transverse.